This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and local sports, exclusively on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City, and streaming online right now at foxsportsrapidcity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Tuesday afternoon. How are you? Thanks for being here. It's always a great day in the Black Hills, even with the wind at 50 miles an hour. You know that. We're back and ready. The Nate Brown Show live from our downtown studio on Fox Sports Rapid City, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Tuning in there on the radio. Welcome in on the internet. Do they still call it the internet? Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Follow us there, at Nate Brown Show. Watch the show live. Welcome into the studio this Tuesday afternoon on YouTube as well. The Nate Brown Show. A lot of ways to get us. Remember, the podcast always out there if you can't catch us live. But we are doing it live from downtown Rapid City right now with a great guest lineup on the way. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by Black Hills Urgent Care, where me and my family go when it's time to get better. Black Hills Urgent Care, ready to help this community. Two locations, Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. They're open seven days a week. Very convenient. Black Hills Urgent Care, proudly owned by physicians. I schedule online so you don't have to wait or anything. You can get right in. Go to your phone, bhucare.com the letter U, bhucare.com Black Hills Urgent care is the faster way to get better on the tuesday show what do we got we got some good stuff today nfl college football rush hockey fcs championship high school sports a little bit of breaking reports out there we don't know if all of this stuff is true but i got a couple of questions of the day one of the rapid city stars in sports one of the stars in our history of sports off to new things. We'll get into that scenario as well today. Let's get after it. Let's look at it. Frank Schwab's going to join us, a national NFL writer, Yahoo Sports. He's out with his NFL power rankings. Where does he have the Packers? Where does he have some of these high-ranking teams, the Rams, the Chiefs? How good are the Bills? Frank Schwab in with one week left in the NFL season. Yahoo Sports, he's on the way. Now, down in Oklahoma, the Sooners are dealing with losing Lincoln Riley. And Brent Venables, new head coach. They get him from Clemson, the D coordinator. They lose Caleb Williams, the 2022 Heisman candidate. Um, he's going to go to the transfer portal. He says he could go back to Oklahoma, but he's in the transfer portal. And now they're losing wide receivers left and right. So this is the new age of college football. You have a program like Oklahoma, as good as uh, a lot of folks. Uh, an exciting time going to the SEC. And they're just uh, losing players left and right. Ryan Aber is there, Sooners beat rider, the Oklahoman, uh, live on the way from Norman. Also, Scott Burt's in tonight. We talk rush hockey, the Rapid City Rush, back at home this weekend. They're in the middle of a seven-game home stretch on home ice. Scott Burt is in the rush, sitting right there at 500 as they get set for Iowa this weekend. Coach Burt on the way. FCS Championship Report. That's this weekend from Frisco, and Mike McFeely is live. He's already in Texas. Mike McFeely, uh, Fargo, Inforum.com, the Bison against Montana State. We'll get a preview of the FCS title game. 
And Craig Maddock tonight drops by in our regular East River meets West River segment. Craig Maddock live from Sioux Falls, South Dakota Public Broadcasting. Throw out the number. Be a part of the show as always. 720-1067. Join us today. We'll have some fun. 720-1067 on the Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar Sports Line Live and the Barron's Wilson text line. Same number, text the show directly, 720-1067 on the Barron's Wilson listener text line. Okay, two things here I want to hit right out of the gate. Two things I want to hit right out of the gate. So the discussion is going now, what is the next step for the Minnesota Vikings? What is the next step for the Minnesota Vikings? In two ways, in two ways. And one story just got popping today because I'm going to tie it to the Vikings and I wanted to see what people really think of this option. Okay, And that story that pops today is just a report. It's from The Athletic. It's from Bruce Feldman, Fox Sports and The Athletic. Great college football guy. I met Bruce a couple of years ago out in L.A. Talked about how he's worked through this um, uh, profession. One of, the, one of the good, solid reporters, Bruce Feldman, college football reporter, Fox Sports, The Athletic. He says today that there's uh, NFL discussions and college football uh, discussion as well uh, behind the scenes that Jim Harbaugh is looking at potentially coming back to the NFL. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan, gets them back to prominence, right? I know they got whacked. They got whacked on Friday in the college football playoff. But how quickly can you can you parlay this thing? I mean, they go two and four last year. Jim Harbaugh was on life support. Jim Harbaugh was on life support. And now might be getting looks, might be getting looks from the NFL. So I'm here to tell you, Vikings have one game left. It's it's a mean-nothing game this week against the Bears, and it feels like Mike Zimmer's going to get ready to get let go. And so I ask this question today. If that's the story, if you're the Minnesota Vikings, and I throw them out first, there's going to be other teams. I, I There might be the Broncos down the road, I, I believe. We shall see if Vic is on life support there in Denver. Maybe the Raiders, right? They've got an interim, so so Las Vegas is going to be appealing, you would think, you would think. As a matter of fact, some of the reporting today says Harbaugh tempted to leave Michigan for the NFL and, and may have an interest in Las Vegas. Let's say it's the Minnesota Vikings. Are the Minnesota Vikings appealing to Jim Harbaugh? Let me ask you this. Are you um, interested in Jim Harbaugh? You're an NFL fan. You're an NFL organization. Are you interested in Jim Harbaugh? That's that's a question I think that's hard to answer because you look at it and say, okay, let's let's look at this here. Let's go all the way back. Started in San Diego. San Diego. Stanford. Got them cranking, right? Got them cranking. San Francisco, a huge step. Super Bowl appearance. San Francisco 49ers. Goes to Michigan, and then Jim Harbaugh's brand, I think, took a little bit of a hit, at least his um, his brand of winning and, and being that guy. He's going to revive Michigan, and he's going to uh, overtake Ohio State. Well, he only did it once. He only did it once. So I asked this question, how appealing is Jim Harbaugh? This report saying, well, there's there could be interest here. Sources from both the NFL side and at Michigan say, Jim Harbaugh's looking to the NFL 
is there some NFL interest? Would Minnesota Vikings fans, I mean, I've got a lot of Vikings fans here. I wonder if the Vikings fans would be interested in a Jim Harbaugh pursuit. It feels like, um, I'll just say this, simply uh, when you look at it today, you say, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I would be a Jim Harbaugh guy. I think most people, most people, the first reaction is what knee-jerk reaction. Jim Harbaugh, yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. But are we missing something? Because I think that's the knee-jerk reaction. Are we missing something? I just pulled this out. Jim Harbaugh's NFL career-winning percentage. I mean, just just look at it. Now, he, he got some things rolling there with San Francisco. We all remember that. We remember that. I mean, everybody talks like Kyle Shanahan's the next savior, right? He, he's the real deal. Um, he's far from Jim Harbaugh's winning percentage. I will tell you that. I will tell you that. So Jim Harbaugh goes to Michigan, and we kind of put him in a different category. But is Jim Harbaugh legitimate? If there's interest, he wants to go to the NFL. Do you want him as the next Minnesota Vikings head coach? Here's the career winning percentage. 69 and a half. Doesn't that make you kind of go, well, maybe that's somebody to throw out there. Maybe that's somebody to throw out there because guess what? The list isn't very long, at least from when you when I look at these things and I look at all these up-and-comers, there's some surprise hires all the time. I mean, we didn't know about some of these guys. Who knew about Matt LaFleur? Who really knew about Matt LaFleur? Oh, Tennessee Titans. He, he, was, he was buried there. And then all of a sudden, Matt LaFleur's been one of the best young coaches. You want to talk about winning? That's all he's done with the Green Bay Packers. And it's not just because Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers and the Packers weren't winning near as much before Matt LaFleur got there. So you don't uh, sometimes know, well, there's this guy out there. And, and people throw out names. Nathaniel Hackett, he's the new guy, the Green Bay offensive coordinator. Well, maybe, maybe they go down that road. Jim Harbaugh's a big name. Would Minnesota Vikings faithful want Jim Harbaugh to step through the step through the doors? His 69.5 career winning percentage in the NFL, do we buy that? Or is it uh, one of those things, well, cut lightning in a bottle there. Pretty good situation in San Francisco. But, boy, he was pretty consistent, pretty consistent. It would be interesting to see. I think the, the popular thing these days is what? Well, you have Mike Zimmer now. And so you want to go to a really offensive innovator, an innovator, a young, fresh, new blood. Everybody's looking for the next, we say, Sean McVay, the next Matt LaFleur. You don't necessarily know who those guys are. You don't necessarily know who they are. Can Jim Harbaugh get back in the league, and would he would he get the Minnesota Vikings back to uh, – Winning again. I mean, they back-to-back losing seasons. It's a it's a question that I think's harder to answer than on the surface. It's eh, Jim Harbaugh went to Michigan, didn't do great, but now one season, a college football playoff appearance where they get whacked, could lead to Jim Harbaugh getting back into the NFL. By the way, only beating Ohio State once. Maybe he sees this as okay. We may not be able to do this over and over and over at Michigan. This <laughs> I might use this year to uh, make that jump and get back into the NFL now. And again, this guy, he was almost fired at Michigan. 
essentially almost fired at Michigan, restructured the contract and the whole thing, kind of gave him a Scott Frost extra year. And uh, that extra year turned out pretty darn good. 69.5 career winning percentage in the NFL. That would tell you, well, you should always look at a guy like that. You should always look at a guy like that. It's kind of like the Mike McCarthy deal. McCarthy, Green Bay, won a lot of games and then went south. He gets another opportunity. I believe Jim Harbaugh, if he really does it, I believe he will get another opportunity. If he really wants to get after it, I don't know if that's with Minnesota, Las Vegas, whoever it may be. I wonder if fans would want Jim Harbaugh as the coach. He's, he's kind of one of those guys that's, I don't want to say unlikable, but his, uh, his brand there at Michigan's interesting. It, it sometimes wears thin, and I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't have a dog in the fight in the, in the Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan rivalry. It seems like Jim Harbaugh's trying to uh, try too hard at times, and I wonder how he fits in today's NFL. That was, that was a little while ago now with San Francisco making the run. So I'll ask you that first with the Vikings. Just think it through. If Mike Zimmer goes down a week from now, if Mike Zimmer's out, is Jim Harbaugh on your shortlist? I think just what he did in the NFL, I, I think he would be. I think he would. I think he's trying to get on the shortlist for a lot of teams. Um, by the way, my question of the day as I start today, I'll throw this out. Okay, so, so think about the Jim Harbaugh effect. Would he ever land in Minnesota? I have no idea. Can he get back into the NFL? It sure feels like that. What about the real story for next year? Because if you're going to bring in a coach, they need to know who is the quarterback in Minnesota. If you're going, so, so all of this stuff's going to happen fairly quickly, you would think. If you're stepping in as a new head coach for the Minnesota Vikings, whoever that may be, a week from now, well, we're going to find out a week from now, and then they're going to be, that short list is going to be happening pretty quickly. They're going to need to know who is the quarterback, what's the situation? What's the situation? So I wanted to pull Vikings country here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Who would you trade Kirk Cousins for? Because there's such a passionate fan base that says Kirk never has won anything from high school to college to the NFL. He has numbers from Washington to Minnesota, but he's never won anything. There's that passionate base that tells me that. So then I ask you this question. If you're stepping in and the Minnesota Vikings next year are going to have who at quarterback, who would you trade him for? I've got three players that I throw out there, and I wonder what you think of this. Okay? I wonder what you think of this. Select the player you would trade Kirk Cousins for. This is for next season, okay, because the, the situation with Kirk is, well, we just haven't won. We just haven't won, so, so we need somebody else. Would you trade Kirk Cousins for Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield's going to, I think, is going to be on his way out, I think. Would you trade Kirk Cousins for Baker? Would you trade Kirk for Tua? Tua down in Miami? They've been wanting to ship him out for a while, and now he's got the Dolphins contending. Well, at least they have been contending. They were pretty hot until this last week. Would you trade him for Tua? Save money? Are you going to get as good a quarterback? Doesn't look like it, but is it close? How about Matt Ryan? Veteran? An upgrade, is he? Is he? Um, Would you trade him? Or no way you're going to keep Kirk. What does Vikings country say to that?
Would you trade Kurt Cousins for one of those guys? Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Hi, Nate. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What's up? Um, I would not trade Cousins for Tua. I would not trade Cousins for Mayfield. That's a step down. I would really? trade Cousins for, for Ryan. He's all, he's about the end of his career. Um, so you're keeping I'd Kurt? Trade him. Well, Unless I could get uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> you or, are getting that. Or, uh, you are getting that or, deal. Or Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, you are or, getting uh, that deal. I don't think, see, that's, I think, where the Vikings are at, honestly. They aren't going to get Russell. They aren't going to get one of these guys. It's either Kirk. And, and so I, I put the Vikings fans in. I, I say, hey, you don't love Kirk, but who are you going to get? And, and 47% say they would keep Kirk. That's half. That's my, that's my point. I don't think any of those guys, other than Watson or 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 Wilson, or obviously uh, Packers, you know Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's um, not going to happen. All those other guys are not as good as Kirk. So why, why would you get rid of Kirk unless you got somebody better? That's interesting. Um, I I just wanted to throw it out because I hear, hey, we got to get rid of Kirk. He's taking up all this money and he doesn't do a thing. And half of the uh, vote is we're going to keep Kirk. You just keep Kirk. That's interesting. And I would like I'd like to see Eric Bieniemy come in. He's like kind of a really? offensive guy really? in Kansas City. So if Jim Harbaugh's on that list, if Jim Harbaugh's on the list uh, next week, you're not going with Jim. Um, I would take Bieniemy. I, I, I want a, a younger guy, offensive guy. Um, you know, Zimmer is supposed to be a defensive guy, but they're not playing defense either. And they're not playing offense very well either. I mean, and I don't blame Cousins for that. Uh, you know, he's he's not, you know, he's obviously not, you know, a Joe Burrow, and he's obviously not, you know, uh, uh, Justin Herbert. But he's better than Tua, and he's better than probably at least half the quarterbacks in the league. So unless you got somebody better, then I think you better stick with what you've got now and look for an offensive-minded coach. By the way, would, you, would Jim Harbaugh, if he gets back in, is he going to win? Um, it depends who he brings, who is offensive coordinator and defense. You know, that those coordinators make a big difference. Look, just ask you right about Denver. Well, you better believe it. You, <laughs> you better know, believe it. I, I, and I think it's not so much – it's obviously that the head coach is kind of like the CEO. It's how he relates to the players and who he brings in as his assistants because they're really the guys that run the program on a day-to-day basis just like they do at a university, too. The head coach gets far more credit than he deserves, in my opinion. Yeah, there's no doubt. And it's, a, and it's about leadership. It is. It is. I mean, you've got to be a leader and an executive. And you got to know football, but you got to have good coordinators with you. There's no doubt. I don't know if Jim Harbaugh is going to be. I don't know if he's going to be great again. Sixty nine and a half career winning percentage. That's that's great. That's great. I, I don't know if he well, can get there. Michigan wasn't so good. It wasn't so good. Well, and I don't know if personality makes that much difference. I mean, look at Belichick. <laughs> yeah, right. He has, right. He has none, and he's probably one of the greatest coaches of all time. And so I don't hold that much into. You know how much of a PR guy they are. I want an X's and O's guy, and and a guy that can manage people and relate to these players today. That's the that's the key thing. And it looks like these younger guys are able to do that. You look at Green Bay and look yeah, at and I wonder Los if Jim is. I wonder if Jim can. He's kind of goofy. I, he's kind of goofy. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that much about him, but 
I know Zimmer's got to go. He's his time is up. All right, and uh, it's, it's time to time to make a move. I appreciate it. Thanks for getting in. Okay. I appreciate that. Um, so so the the basic answers here. Hang on, listener text seven two zero one zero six seven. The Nate Brown Show on this Tuesday. Um, Nate, turn the table on you. What about Jim Harbaugh coaching your Broncos? Um, well, he's on my short list. I guess. I would. <laughs> so I don't love Jim Harbaugh's personality persona. Um, you know, as I said, not. I, I don't love rooting for Jim at Michigan. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. There's something there. There's something there, and um, maybe I should watch that documentary on Amazon again and and, and get uh, some feel-good stuff for Jim Harbaugh. I was starting to watch that Michigan documentary a couple of years ago. Would I want Jim Harbaugh as the Broncos coach? It's a really hard question. That's why I think it's hard, whether it's the Vikings, Broncos, whoever it may be looking for a coach. I just see that 69.5 career winning percentage staring back at me going, Super Bowl appearance? Win 70% of the games? That's uh, that's not bad. That's actually good. <laughs> so I think he'd be on the short list. Because you can't tell me who's who from this coordinator to that coordinator. You can't tell me who's going to be the next Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur. Those guys, uh, they knocked it out of the park. Um, thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Um, the one thing I see here... My more uh, interesting question is, would you want Kirk Cousins quarterbacking the Broncos? Yes, I would. I would. I'd take that. I'd take that. If they lose out on Rodgers and Wilson, and they're going to definitely probably get rid of Bridgewater and or Locke, Cousins is a good third. That's a great question for me. Thank you for asking. Lock it in. I would love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, What about the choices? Cousins or Deshaun Watson? Oh, um, well, I, I don't like Deshaun's background, so to speak. You know, that's a lot up in the air there. But uh, so I guess I'll go Kirk still, and unless you can tell me everything's clear, are we free and clear with Deshaun? I mean, that, that's the big question. Nobody knows that. The thing that always gets me on this is the people start talking, you know, possibly trade this for that. But it's like, I think this is going to be a really interesting quarterback carousel this year. Yeah. I don't yeah, know I who's going to move right. first, but once they move, then Seattle's going to want if, – if Russell Wilson moves first to the Saints or the Giants, then maybe Seattle wants somebody different. Maybe Cleveland grabs Rodgers, and then who does Green Bay want? Well, or if, you're not if too Rogers, far off saying Cousins to the Broncos. That's that's not like out in left field. That That's a possibility. Right, if if Rodgers moves first, is Green Bay going to make a move to get Russell Wilson? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. That's it's going to be wild to to watch. Are you surprised? I would want Kirk. I mean, I'm stop telling you right here live. I want Cousins as the Broncos quarterback if we can't get Russell. Okay. I put I put Cousins as a high tier two. I think that he's. I've, I've never thought that he was bad. He just. I don't think he's got the leadership to win. He, mm. he loses games that you would well, think neither, he's going to win. Neither does Vic he, Fangio. So oh, statistically, he's. <laughs> I put him in about the same thing. Maybe just a shade worse than Derek Carr. That yeah, 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 yeah. Right that's I don't know if area. he's worse. I don't know if he's worse, but I think, I think, I think Carr's a little better leader. But other than All that, right, buddy. yeah. 
Appreciate yep. it. Thanks, Thanks for getting in. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I like that question. Hey, Nate, would you want Jim Harbaugh as the Broncos head coach? Um, not sure. That's iffy. That's iffy, but I wouldn't hate it. I mean, you kind of know what you're going to get there. Long history there. I mean, it's not like it's way out there. Would you want Kirk Cousins as the Broncos quarterback if that's a if that's a second place finish? Meaning, I'm going after. Here's here's how I rank them. I want Russell Wilson, and then I'll take Kirk. Well, what do you mean? What about Aaron Rodgers? I told you, I'm done with Aaron. Have a good time. I don't I I, I don't need Aaron there and. And the egotistical things and, and this and that, okay? I, I don't need it. I haven't been a fan of Aaron, so that's my emotion getting into it. Okay, he's, he could win another MVP. So he's unbelievable. I don't want him in the lock. I, I don't want him there on that team. I want Russell Wilson. I'll take Kirk Cousins. All right, listener text. Hey, Nate, that Bears-Vikings game this week most likely have two head coaches who won't be returning I can see the Bears taking a hard look at Harbaugh. He did play quarterback there. That is uh, correct. That is correct. Jim Harbaugh. How about that? I didn't expect that today. Takes a Michigan. Takes a, a great season at Michigan after a two and four COVID mess on the life support train, and he goes to the college football playoff just enough. Beats Ohio State once in his career in his tenure. Yeah, we might see Jim Harbaugh on the short list of NFL coaching uh, hires. Coming right back with Frank Schwab. Let's get his take on this and his power rankings. Frank Schwab has him out today. National NFL writer, Yahoo Sports, next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show, streaming live at FoxSportsRapidCity.com and right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Hello, this is Robbie at Bargain Barn Tire Pros. At Bargain Barn Tire Pros, we are what we like to call your one-stop vehicle shop. Some of you don't realize that we're more than just a tire shop. We are a full-service center. We do brakes, shocks, alignments, and we also do exhaust. So if your vehicle is loud or making a squeak, call the pros at Tire Pros. 1610 Campbell Street, 1811 Deadwood Avenue, or look us up on the web at BarganBarnTire.com. Do you have a passion for helping people? Looking for a career with opportunities for professional growth? At Black Hills Works, our in-home staff are vital to the adults with disabilities that we support. We have a variety of positions available for our direct support staff with newly increased wages up to $18 per hour. Other amazing benefits include 23 days of paid time off in your first year, an immediate 5% match on your 401k, and extensive training and leadership development opportunities. BlackHillsWorks.org slash careers. At Renewal by Anderson, we are proud to be considered the best replacement window company in the nation. And we love it when our customers do lots of research on their own and then call us. Renewal by Anderson products are at a different level from the others for sure, but our story is much more about people than it is about products. Renewal by Anderson franchises are local family businesses. Installers are full-time experts, not subcontractors. The owner of the franchise in this part of America grew up on a ranch. He learned what hard work and integrity were all about from great parents as a boy. He simply would not represent a poor quality window company, which is why this Renewal by Anderson franchise is one of the most respected and decorated in the nation. If you're even considering new windows, please reach out to the team at Renewal by Anderson for a no-pressure conversation. Please visit us on the web at rbarapidcity.com to learn about our financing and book your free in-home consultation. 
Renewal by Anderson. Proud of our products. Proud of our people. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. Started on a Tuesday out of the gate with Frank Schwab, NFL writer. Oh, he covers betting, too. Really good. Really good. YahooSports.com. His NFL power rankings out today. YahooSports.com. I go there every day. Frank Schwab's in on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Follow him on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. Let's get to the power rankings. First, uh, a big headline. Frank, thanks for coming on. First, uh, how are you? Doing good, doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. I want to ask you about uh, your reaction to a report saying Jim Harbaugh might be uh, on the verge of trying to get back to the NFL. Would he be on a short list for teams looking for a coach? I don't know. It's really interesting. I think somebody would end up hiring him for the name, you know, name value. I mean, Sean Conn hired Urban Meyer. Anything's possible. But you wonder, he's been out for a long time. The game changes a ton when a guy is out. And you wonder, like, uh, have the down years at Michigan affected NFL teams and how they think about him? Because, you know, when he left for Michigan, he was still obviously very not commodity, barely had just come off, I think one year removed from that Super Bowl appearance. Uh, they had a really good thing cooking there with the San Francisco 49ers. And he, but that, that was a long time ago. He had some down years at Michigan. They obviously bounced back this year really well. So how do NFL teams view him? I, I really don't know. I, I don't know. And it only takes one to be like, wow, Jim Harbaugh, what a big name. And he's back in the NFL. I also wonder, I always cynically when this stuff comes out, is this a power play? Is this just, hey, I need to get a raise out of Michigan. They're not budging. Uh, hey, hey, my agent, go call this reporter and leak this out that I might be interested in going back to the NFL. And then we'll hear in a week that he got a five-year deal. I, I wonder if that's in play, too. I don't know. He's a really interesting guy. I, he's, you know, when he left the NFL, I always thought he's going to be back. And Michigan fans would get so angry, so so. Oh, there's no way he's ever going to come back to the NFL. And he might not, but it, it's it, the timing of it's just weird because now it's a, you know, after all these years of waiting to finally do something in Michigan, he's finally had some success, and now he wants to leave. It's it's all just a very interesting and also confusing story. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Frank Schwab on today, YahooSports.com. Um, there, there's going to be some openings. I I think. Do you believe there's going to be openings in Minnesota, Chicago, Denver? Are those going to be open? I think all three, yes. I you do. I think that Chicago's obvious almost. And yeah. I think Denver, you know, I'm based in Denver. And I don't know why you'd really want to bring back Vic Fangio. I got nothing against Vic, but what's worked? What, what reason would you have to pitch your four? People around here are very impatient with what's happened with Vic and three losing seasons. It's not all his fault, but, you know, he's probably going to take the fall. I think the interesting one is Minnesota. Uh, you know, Mike Zimmer has been a good coach. Like, he gets... He gets criticized a lot, and it's it's not all unjustified. I mean, they haven't gotten over the hump with him, but I do I do think he is a good coach. I I really do. 
I just wonder if it's time in Minnesota for for a change. I think it's it's just you know, hey, we 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 reached the the limit of what we can do. We're never going to be better than a nine, maybe ten win team. We're probably not going to get to the Super Bowl at this core. Let's just reset and try something else. I wonder if you get to that point because. You know, I think Vikings fans are, are kind of tired of being mediocre, and, and they're kind of boring right now, and maybe they need to shake things up. It doesn't mean their next coach is going to be better than Mike Zimmer, but I just wonder if they've reached the end of the line with him. Speaking of Minnesota, so if, you, if you're going to get a new coach, Frank, they're going to need to know who's going to be my quarterback. Kirk Cousins has, yeah. a, has one more year. It's a $45 million year, and uh, some people say, well, they might want to trade him out, get some value here. I asked the question to the audience. Would you trade Kirk Cousins for Baker Mayfield or Tua? Would you do that? Uh, I wouldn't. I, I just think that, honestly, you're trading mediocrity for mediocrity. I don't, I don't think that, especially Baker has just backslid so much this year, that I don't think that, I, th- I think you're just, it's something new that you'd be sick of halfway through his first season, and then you're just <laughs> complaining about the new guy. Uh, Tua is interesting cheaper. to me. Yeah, he is a lot cheaper. Um, but I don't think he solves anything. I think that yeah, and Tua is interesting to me uh, because I don't know. I think he is a limited quarterback, but I think he can be efficient enough that you can win with him. But I say the same thing about Kirk Cousins. So you're just getting a left-handed younger Kirk Cousins. Like, uh, what, what does that solve? Uh, so I don't know if I'd do either one of those. But I will say I think there's going to be a trade market for for Kirk Cousins. I mean, look again. Let's bring up Denver. George Payton is here. He has a lot of Minnesota ties. They don't have a quarterback. They're not really paying anybody, so they should have, theoretically have the cap space. Minnesota's going to have to eat a lot of that contract. They want to move him, but I still think they could move him and get something valuable in return. And I wonder, too, like, again, is their next quarterback going to be better than Kirk Cousins? Honestly, probably not. But you might want to you might want to take that swing because, again, Vikings fans, the ones I know anyway, and, and you know a lot of them out there, too, they're just fed up. They're just, this is done. Like we're we're sick of this. It's not moving anywhere. We're not any closer to a Super Bowl. We're not any closer to beating the Packers. We're we're just stuck in this rut of like you're, you're good enough to not really blow it up and and start over, but you're not good. You're not good enough to to make a playoff run or really impress anybody. You're just kind of stuck in this abyss in the NFL. So I think that the, the Kirk. I think the, the Zimmer question is probably a lot easier than a Kirk question because you're going to find a new head. Coach coach, and you're going to find somebody who you like, and all that kind of stuff. It's hard to find a quarterback. And, you know, that's why they keep extending him. That's why they overpaid him in the first place. And you get in this, you know, you get in this mindset where Okay, we're going to get rid of our quarterback, and that's great. But at some point, you have to have a come to Jesus moment when you sit down and say, "Are we really doing this?" Because our our next quarterback, you know, might be Sean Mannion. What are we going to do? What's our? I always tell people when the, people are so quick to say, "Oh, we need to move on from this quarterback," and I always say, "That's cool. That's great. Let's move on from that quarterback." You tell me who your starting quarterback is opening day 2022, yeah. and you have to answer that question when you move on from a Kirk Cousins or if Seattle moves on from Russell Wilson or any of these other moves that people are going to talk about all offseason. You have to answer the question, okay, you want to move on, that's great. Who's your next quarterback? 
And the Broncos have been trying to answer that question for a long time. Um, who's the next yeah. quarterback? And I've been saying that as a Broncos fan. It's it's hard to find them. So I would take Cousins as a Broncos fan. I would. But yeah. um, let well, me ask you. Clear upgrade from what they've had, yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, this week, week 18, the first week 18 of the NFL, Raiders, Chargers, that's going to be the big one. Um, have the Raiders overachieved for all of the stuff going on there? And who do you like in that game? Yeah, I, they have. They, they've been impressive because there was a stretch there of about three games. And it was kind of after the rug stuff and the Gruden stuff where they just looked terrible. They were just getting blown out every week. And I said, I'll cop to it. I said, they're done. They're just, they've reached the end of the line with them. They, they, they've just reached this like emotional, you know, empty. Uh, you know, they've reached empty on the gas tank emotionally. They can't rebound from this. They're done. And to their credit, they've bounced back. They've got some impressive wins to stay in this thing. Close wins, hard-fought wins. I think that's a lot of leadership from Derek Carr, from the coaching staff, this interim coaching staff. Give them a lot of respect. Do, do I think they're going to win on Sunday against Chargers? I don't. I think the Chargers are the better team. But I will say this. The Chargers can screw up anything. The Chargers can. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter if the Chargers are the better team. They're, they're just kind of notorious for losing games they shouldn't. So I can't sit here and tell you that, yeah, the Chargers are just going to blow them out. I, I respect the Raiders enough and what they've done to say, I'll pick the Chargers. I think they're going to win, but I don't feel great about it. I don't feel like the Raiders are going to get blown out or anything. They can win this game. They they absolutely could. I think it's, absolutely, it's just a fascinating game. It's a great way to end a regular season. I think this is a perfect kind of uh, backdrop for the, the final game of the regular season. Okay, so your power rankings are out. YahooSports.com, NFL writer Frank Schwab on tonight. And speaking of kind of those lower seed AFC teams, let's say it's the Chargers. They get in. Which lower AFC team is the real dangerous one? Because it looks to be pretty open. Yeah. Bills, Patriots, I know, Chargers. Yeah. I mean, the Titans don't scare me up high. I mean, they're they're going to be a high seed. But it feels like the Bills could beat anybody. Who's who's the scariest mid to low tier playoff team? And I I I think it's the Colts, but then the Colts oh. play like they did last week, and I'm like, why? Why do I fall for this team that has Carson Wentz a quarterback, and he's going to throw two dangerous picks every single game? But I like the way the Colts are set up for the playoffs. Really well coach. I respect the heck out of Frank Reich. I think he's a great coach. The, the Jonathan Taylor's having an MVP-like season. They, they can run the ball. They can play defense. They can keep the ball away from you if you're playing the Chiefs or the Bills, or a team that that you know wants to outscore you. So I think the Colts are set up well for it. They just lost so many games close that you're just like, is this bad luck or is it just in your DNA? And I'm starting to worry it's in their DNA. But if I had to take one team, basically it's not the Chiefs. Like That's what we're talking about, right? I guess the Bills still have that buzz, but they were talking about one team is not the Chiefs to make the Super Bowl. I really don't believe in the Titans, but they're going to be the one seed, so they're two home wins away, but they're going to be the one seed. So a non-one seed, non-Chiefs, I guess I take the Colts just figuring that their infrastructure will give teams a hard time and maybe they can string something together. Last one for Frank Schwab. Your top two teams in your power rankings, people can take a look at your breakdown. Packers one, the Rams two. Are the Rams close to the Packers? I don't think so. I think the Packers, look, for for it was hard to do power rankings this week, really hard. If you look at the top ten, they get jumbled that border, and I'd have no argument. Like, I think I had the Titans like seventh or eighth, and I don't know that they deserve to be that low, but I don't necessarily trust them to beat teams like the Rams or the Buccaneers or the Chiefs. I think the Packers are on the tier by themselves right now. I really mm. do. What, mm. what There's a lot of... 
kind of pushback with the Packers that they're not that good. That this, what do they need to do except keep winning? That's what they've done. And yeah, they had a couple close calls they shouldn't have had against the Ravens, against the Browns. But the entirety of their season since Week One, when they got blown out. Uh, they've been very, very good. They lost at Kansas City with Jordan Love at quarterback by six points. Okay, they lost at Minnesota on the last play of the game after an interception was overturned on replay. That doesn't really uh, push me off of them. Every other game they just won, and now they're two home games at Lambeau Field away from going to the Super Bowl. Didn't work out for them last year, but it's still a pretty good position for them to be in. They're even going to get some guys back too. David Bakhtiari might be back, the great left tackle, cornerback Jair Alexander, who's one. Of the, when he's healthy, one of the top probably 10 cornerbacks in the NFL. If they can start getting even healthier, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't pick the Packers to, win the, to at least make the Super Bowl. They're the only team that I feel confident in saying, yeah, I think this team's going to make the Super Bowl. And I, I don't know why anybody would be doubting them at this point. Packers on a tier by themselves, says Frank Schwab in today. NFL writer, YahooSports.com. His piece there on Twitter, at Yahoo Schwab. Frank, always great. Thanks for the time. Yeah, Nate, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Frank Schwab tonight, the Nate Brown Show. Good stuff. YahooSports.com. National NFL writer on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. A good follow there. His power rankings out today. He goes Packers one and on a tier by themselves. Now, let me just tell you this. If we can take away Devontae Adams, if teams can take away some of the Devontae Adams stuff, I think you're in fairly good shape there. I think you're in fairly good shape. I don't know why, but over the last couple of years, I was, I've was i been doubting the Packers, doubting the Packers. It's probably that emotion um, seeping in my <laughs> my emotion. I'm, I'm not a Packers fan, okay, not a Packers fan. And so I, I've been doubting them, doubting them. Well, they they made three straight NFC championships, haven't been able to get over the top, and is this the year? Maybe Aaron Rodgers. It's it's just a story from hell, you know. It's just uh, the off season, the ter- and then he comes back, and then he's got to go win the Super Bowl, right? He's just got to go win the Super Bowl after all that drama. Of course he will. Maybe I should get on board. Eh, not quite. Coming right back with a big story in college football. This is the age we are in. And one program is living it like no other right now. We'll talk to the guy covering this big-time program next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. I'm an addict. If football's on TV, I'm watching. And when I'm watching, there's only two things that will get me out of my recliner. And one of those is a trip to the buffet table. Ours always includes grilled brats and hot dogs on village hearth buns. At halftime, we bring out a huge platter of cold cut sandwiches made on country hearth multigrain bread. Baked right here in the Midwest, country hearth and village hearth breads and buns are always fresh and delicious. Touchdown! Yes! Yes! We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. 
Black Hills Community Bank wants you to know that now may be the best time to refinance, purchase, or even build a brand new home. With rates this low, Black Hills Community Bank is well positioned to be your local partner. They are your home loans bank with local originators, underwriting, processing, and closings. They challenge themselves to close every loan on time. This may be the time to think about home ownership or refinancing. With Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish. Online at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC equal housing lender switching is easy we do it all the time we switch on the lights we switch the tv channels some of us switch partners while square dancing well that's a stretch but what's not a stretch is how you can switch and save with state farm i'm state farm agent scott carlson right here in rapid city and i can switch you over and you can start saving today me and my team are ready to welcome you to the state farm neighborhood it's easy to switch and save just call me state farm agent scott carlson want the real deal like a good neighbor state farm is there. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in. First hour of the Nate Brown Show, your sports, your show on Fox Sports Rapid City Live. Weekdays 4 to 6. If you miss us live at all, we got two hours here. Go to the podcast. You can hear all the guests across the country. The biggest national names, the local sports newsmakers. The Nate Brown Show podcast available where you get your podcast. Just download it. You've got it. We don't repeat a lot of uh, content. We don't replay interviews or anything like that. New stuff out of the gate. Go to the Nate Brown Show podcast. Download it. We upload it each night. New guest right now, Ryan Aber, Sooners beat writer. Oh, this program's going through some stuff now. Lost Lincoln Riley, replaced him with Brent Venables, big hire, and now losing players. Sooners beat writer for the Oklahoman. Here he is. Find his work there, newsok.com. Newsok.com for your Sooners fix. R.Y. Aber on Twitter. Ryan, thanks for the time. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, certainly been an interesting, uh, gosh, uh, I guess, well, it's month, always interesting month? on the OU beat, but especially the last uh, six weeks or so, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I remember talking to you after, after the Lincoln-Riley uh, situation here, and then, so I'll ask you as the guy covering the team, um, did you see this one coming with Caleb Williams? First, it was Spencer Rattler, and we know what happened during the season and, and that whole thing. Now Williams comes in, plays well. He's going to be a Heisman candidate, I think, next season, and now he's going to the transfer portal. Did you see that one? Yeah, it wasn't overly surprising given the fact that we, we were able to talk to him after the Alamo Bowl. That was the first time we got a chance uh, to, to ask him questions. Uh, since he arrived at OU, but when you heard him not give a definitive answer that he was uh, going to come back, that certainly uh, kicked back up, I think, in a lot of our minds after uh, certainly uh, considering that possibility in the direct aftermath of Lincoln Riley's departure. Uh, Caleb Williams says he's still going to consider coming to OU, but uh, one, I wouldn't say that that's uh, the most likely outcome. And then two, OU uh, added a, tr- a transfer quarterback uh, late last night with uh, Dylan Gabriel, who had been uh, committed to UCLA after transfer from UCF, but uh, d- decided to join his former offensive coordinator 
there at OU. That's something OU needed to do regardless of whether Caleb Williams stayed or left is add quarterback depth. But uh, certainly if you look at things uh, the way they are right now, you would expect that Caleb Williams would ultimately wind up somewhere else and that uh, Dylan Gabriel would be the more likely uh, starter for the Sooners next year. Yeah, that all happened in the last 24 hours. Dylan Gabriel, UCF, was going to go to UCLA and decommitted there, and now is going to go to the Sooners. And I and I ask you this, Ryan, the Sooners are a proud program now. This is college football. They're going to go to the SEC. There's big things ahead. And then you see Caleb Williams. Is it because Lincoln Riley's not there, or is it you know something like Dan Patrick yeah. reported this morning? He said, hey, High-profile quarterbacks like Bryce Young in Alabama, he he had a source that Bryce Young made over a million dollars in NIL this year. And so does that all factor in? Coach, NIL opportunity somewhere else, what do you say? Yeah, I think it's a, a little bit uh, of all of that. Certainly the reason that Caleb Williams chose to come to OU is because of Lincoln Riley and his track record of developing quarterbacks to the NFL. I mean, heck, you look. Uh, certainly Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, what he did for both of those guys, getting them to be the number one pick in the NFL draft, the way that he was able to bring uh, Jalen Hurts along in his final season. And, and we see the success that uh, Hurts is having this year, and especially lately here with the Philadelphia Eagles. And Caleb Williams wanted to be the, the next in, in that line. So when Lincoln Riley left, that certainly – uh, open the door for Caleb Williams to consider other things. And then now, just with the landscape, the way things are in college football now, uh, name, image, and likeness opportunities are certainly right at the forefront, especially for quarterbacks uh, as much as anything else. And uh, with the opportunities that you're going to have, and you mentioned Bryce Young with the, the million dollars, you mentioned some of the uh, you know other things that have gone on in college football, that's certainly going to play a role in what Caleb Williams ultimately does is the, the ability to develop himself for the next level and also take advantage of the opportunities that he has uh, financially at this level. What percentage chance does Caleb Williams go to USC? You know, I think certainly there's a chance. It wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be the, the first opportunity that I think of. You know, Georgia is one that's being mentioned uh, quite a bit as it relates to Caleb Williams. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think uh, Georgia right now would be the favorite if I had to put odds on things, and then I'd probably put a return to OU and, and USC uh, right there uh, neck and neck uh, for number two and three for Caleb Williams' services uh, next season. How about this? I, I look at where Oklahoma stands right now, and they're going to lose three of their top four receivers from this past year. Two to the portal, one to the NFL draft. Three out of four guys are gone. What does that tell? What's going on? Yeah, I think that just speaks to the the quarterback uncertainty there uh, with OU, and, and some of these guys came in specifically to play with Caleb Williams, and, and they're deciding that hey, maybe it's uh, it's best to to move on. I would expect some more movement. For instance, uh, there's a very good chance that if Caleb Williams ultimately does leave, that Jaleel Farouk, uh, who had a fantastic game in the Alamo Bowl, could uh, follow him. There's some question over whether uh, Theo Weiss, who was in the portal and then decided to 
to stick around? You know, could he reconsider if uh, Caleb Williams goes elsewhere? And then um, there's also Marvin Mims, who was the Sooners' uh, leading receiver each of these last couple seasons, that uh, could could wind up doing the same thing. So they might not be uh, even close to being done as far as uh, receiver movement. Now, I would expect at least some of those guys to hang around, especially with the track record that uh, Jeff Levy, the offensive coordinator, has, what he's been able to do at uh, Ole Miss the last couple seasons and then at UCF with Dylan Gabriel before that. I think the fact that they brought in Dylan Gabriel will help uh, them keep on to some of those guys. But uh, certainly no surprise to see the – player movement there at the wide receiver position, uh, given what's going on with OU's quarterbacks right now. I'll tell you, how much work does Brent Venables have to do right there, right now? Well, it's a lot. Obviously, he's hoping still that Caleb Williams uh, returns. You know, you very rarely see not only a head coach, but an athletic director put out a statement when a guy declares that he's entering the transfer portal, but that's exactly what Brent Venables and Joe Castiglione did after Caleb Williams' announcement Monday night. Uh, but also, like I said, keeping the receivers together. Uh, they, they already did a solid job of keeping that 2022 recruiting class largely intact. They actually added a couple pieces after they had lost some in the immediate aftermath of uh, Lincoln Riley's departure. But uh, there, there's no doubt that keeping the roster together uh, with the players that are currently on it is uh, Brent Venable's number one focus right now. Ryan Aber on tonight's Sooners beat writer, the Oklahoman, newsok.com. Caleb Williams in the portal. Three of uh, four wide receivers uh, not going to be there. A couple of those guys in the portal. Maybe maybe more to come. Um, and this is Oklahoma. Uh, last one for you, Ryan. How difficult is it for coaches, and nobody feels bad for coaches. They're getting millions of dollars. But it's difficult this day and age this is at Oklahoma, and guys are, are taking off. This isn't a group of five mid-tier program. Yeah, that's, I mean, it just shows the reality of, of what, uh, what college football has become. That anytime uh, you have a coaching movement, that's going to lead to a, a lot of other movement elsewhere on your roster. And now with the uh, basically a one free transfer that everybody gets, that's opened up even more now. OU has is, is lost quite a few players. They might lose some more, but certainly one of the good things for OU is they're going to have opportunities to add in the transfer portal, just like uh, they've had uh, players taken away from them. And certainly uh, OU is going to be in, in a good position to do that, as we've seen with Dylan Gabriel. They've added a couple of other transfers, a, a Missouri tight end, a, a Cal offensive lineman. You would anticipate them uh, doing more and more of that, but certainly uh, nobody is immune to the realities of uh, the transfer portal and and what happens when coaches leave uh, now, and that includes OU. Ryan Aber on tonight. Find him on Twitter at RYAber. Covers the Sooners uh, as good as anybody. NewsOK.com. Ryan, thanks for the time. Always appreciate it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on, as always, Nate. Uh, have a good one up there. All right, appreciate that. Have a great week. Ryan Aber, good rider, Sooners beat rider for the Oklahoman on tonight, talking Sooners football. And I never thought uh, you'd really see a, a program. And I know the coaching change, that's that's a big thing. So, well, we went there for Lincoln Riley, and, and now we're going to, uh, you know, Lincoln Riley leaves, and, and we're going to take off. Um, I don't necessarily think that's only because of the coaching change. I believe the free agency in college football now with the transfer portal, no sit-out at all, and the name, image, and likeness dollars behind some of this, I don't necessarily think it's, oh, just because we had a coaching change. I mean, Caleb Williams, if he, why does he just go to USC then? Well, he wants to be with Lincoln Riley. Go there. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go over to Georgia. He, he doesn't know those coaches, right? I mean, so it's it's not always just about the coaching change. That's a part of it. Maybe that's the domino. But he's going to go where now you don't have to worry about any sit-out, any problem like that. And I'm going to say this. That's where these guardrails for the college football and the transfer portal, whether it's football or basketball, the guardrails have to be in place, meaning there's got to be some set time of this college football free agency that you have to transfer now, and then once we're in, we're in. Would you be okay with that? I mean, doesn't that seem fair? Let's open it up like the NFL. You got free agency, right? There's a time frame, and then you're going to try and get some deals, try and get here, try and get there, and then it's done. It's, It's not free agency nonstop. This is uh, something that I think should be a guardrail and I think would allow programs to plan, have a structure in place, get the players they're looking at, fill the roster spots. I mean, we got guys going every which way but loose. Every which way but loose all the time. After the season, before the season, during the season. Would you be okay with that? Free agency is in college football now. That's what we've got. So why don't we have an actual free agency period at a time frame where here's the transfer portal. It's open, it's open, it's open. Now it's, now it's going to close up. Now, now we're in, all things being equal, let, let's roll. Are we okay with that? I mean, there's always going to be exceptions of maybe this or that, but not very many of them. Uh, right now it's uh, just a wild, wild west. Wild west. Coming right back on the Nate Brown Show with Scott Burt. It's a Tuesday. It's a rush review with the head coach of the Rapid City Rush. You want to talk about player movement. I know we're talking college football. You see what's going on with the rush? You see what's happening with the rush? Let's talk to the head coach next. Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street, Rapid City. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A high wind warning continues until 5 p.m. this evening. 
a wind chill advisory begins at 5 p.m. this evening and continues until 11 a.m. Thursday. A wind advisory continues until 5 p.m. this evening. Mainly clear skies and quiet tonight with a low of 6 below. North winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 22. With so many ways to win, it's easy to see why players choose First Gold Gaming Resort. Every Friday through Sunday, First Gold gives away $8,600 in promo play. Every Saturday night, you can win $1,000 cash on the hour every hour from 6 p.m. till midnight. Join us for First Gold's $2,000 slot tournaments on Friday and Sunday. Plus Deadwood's biggest $12,000 Golden Cash Blast. Saturday, January 29th, First Gold Gaming Resort. We're your first stop on Main Street as you're coming into Deadwood. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Black. Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City Sports Talk Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. 1067 FM, 1150 AM, 5 o'clock. It's 5. Hit the door. Let's get into the drive at 5 here, all right? Hit the door. Let's get going. Fox Sports Rapid City taking you along. Thanks for being a part of the program. It's a Tuesday. It's a rush review. The rush in the middle of a seven-game home stretch here. They're back at it this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Iowa coming to town, coming to the ice arena at the Monument. Scott Burt's the head coach of the Rapid City Rush. Where do they sit? 13-13-2-2. They they know how to do it. (laughs) They just got the same numbers across the board. Hey, that's easy, right? That's solid, though. Solid. Right in this thing. Right in this thing. Head coach Scott Burt joins us on the Nate Brown Show. Coach, good to have you. How are you? Thanks for having me, bud. I appreciate you coming on. Let me uh, let me ask you about the big question right now. We'll, we'll get to the hockey and, and the games, but the big question is, man, with the NHL taxi squads and, and some of the movement here, players are going every which way. How are you dealing with it? <laughs> Next man up. Everyone talks about it, but that's what it is. It's, it's funny because – you hear that cliche all the time in in the NHL and in the playoffs. You win a Stanley Cup, you win a championship. It's about the next guy up. It's it's the next guy that stands in and next guy that does someone else's job. So it, it's the same thing here. Um, you know, we lose three of our, our top forwards to the American Hockey League, which which at the end of the day, that's their goal, right? And and for me, it's promoting my players to the highest. Uh, uh, level that they can get to and maximize the potential of every player, and that's that's my job and myself and my staff to do that. So when we see guys moving up, you know we're we're excited for them, we're glad for them because that's what they worked for. That, that's what they work for when they're a youngster, all the way to where they are. It's to get to the highest level that they can compete at. And and for us, yeah, it, it sucks losing guys, but it gives guys opportunities to get to that next level 
And, you know, for all the guys, I think I have seven guys up right now that are one step below the NHL. And if you would have asked me that at the beginning of the year, if you thought that we'd have seven guys up at once, I'd probably say no. Right. Right. <laughs> but but it's it's the truth, and that's that's what we're living in right now with this COVID deal and players going on the COVID list and testing positive in the NHL. American Hockey League gives guys in our league an opportunity. Yeah. So so be it right now gives our guys an opportunity to get to that next level. And it's an opportunity for guys now to, to step up and say, hey, listen, I belong, I deserve, and I want to be in the lineup every single day. So now it's my opportunity. So it's my opportunity to get better. I, I said it right from the get-go. It, you know, we have a motto, it's 1%. It's get 1% better every single day. And for a, guy that, that, for a guy that's kind of in and out of the lineup, this is an opportunity for him to showcase his talent and what he's got in practice to, you know, gain that confidence and start playing. Let me ask you, um, Rush lose three of their top scores right now, and you lost a couple of goalies. Now you get one back, I see this morning, right? Tendix back. Yes, we got David Tendix back. He went and back. He went straight up to the NHL taxi squad. Um, one of their goalies in protocol. Um, tested out, so we tested negative, so he's back. So we have Tendix back. I made a trade for uh, another goalie that was uh, in Utah, so he ended up staying here. Uh, he'll practice with this week and see if he gets into a game. And uh, we're waiting to see what's going on with uh, with Lucas Perrick. Let me ask you, as a coach, you're focused on the hockey on the ice. With all of this movement, how does this tax you, coach, off the ice? <laughs> well, there's a, there's a lot of administrative work that uh, is behind the scenes. And, and myself and Jeremy Gates are, are the ones doing all that. And Jeremy does a great job of of making sure that I'm managed in my my salary cap because every week you got to have your salary cap and you got to stay to the floor and you can't uh, over exceed what we what we're supposed to pay in the cap. So hey, he does a good job of keeping me sane and keeping me uh, uh, straight and narrow with that. Uh, also does a good job of all the other administrative stuff, making sure we're on it, making sure everything's uh, uh, good and kosher for the league. So, but yeah, there's a lot of paperwork that people don't see that goes on behind the scenes as well as Everything else that everything else that a coach does is pretty crazy. I'll tell you the rush. Seven guys called up um, lately. Three of the top leading scores, and so now new guys coming in. Coach, um, you're thirteen, thirteen, two and two. Uh, you look at last week. Let's look at it. Utah, good team. You were in every game right there. You picked them off New Year's Eve. They got you back Saturday. How do you feel right now after last week? Well, I, I, I'll go back to Monday, you know, uh, when our guys played the first game after their five-day break or six-day Christmas break. And, and I thought that was one of our most complete games that we played, three periods all year. And I said to that, I said to my group, I said, the reason we won the game is we won all three zones. We won the defensive zone, we won the neutral zone, and we won the offensive zone. You know, you fast forward to Wednesday, and, and same thing with them. They're going through a, a, a crazy situation with one of their goalies. But I thought our guys were in control. Um, I thought our guys maybe took a little bit of a step back on Wednesday uh, where maybe they thought it was going to be a little bit easier with a, a new goalie in. Um, hats off to the kid that came in, local boy from here. Yeah, They yeah. did whatever they could. Yep, they did whatever they could to uh, to block shots and, and play hard for him. And we were still in it. Uh, we get to OT and we lose it in OT. So we get a point there. You know, you go to Friday and again – we come out, we have a great effort on Friday. 
Now, I liked everything that we did on Friday, and I think that's a shutout game. And you turn the page and you go to Saturday, right? And I, I always say this about winning the week. Right? For us, it's about winning the week. We, we want to continue to get better every single week, every single day. You have to win the week. And it's a top-tier team in our league. And for us to take five out of eight points, I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with on Saturday when we took a seven-day break or seven-minute seven break where they scored four goals and now we were playing catch-up. So we were in. Oh, I think I lost him. Just just directly lost him. He said <laughs> he wasn't okay with that. He's getting fired up. No, that's fine. That's fine. Scott Burt, Rapid City Rush head coach. Um, by the way, the Rush sitting at they, – they played Utah four times last week. Okay, he was just running through that. Utah Grizzlies, one of the top-tier teams in the ECHL. All of this movement is wild. I don't know if you're following this. NHL, the taxi squads, the COVID list, all of these guys. The Rush just this week now lost three of their top scores. Okay, well, they're 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 top three scores, two goalies, and so they get David Tendek back today, just today. Okay, and um, so they're battling through this thing. They're 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 battling through this thing. I think I got him back, um, Coach. You were getting fired up. You got too fired up, and we lost your call. But I think you're back. Yes, yes, I'm back. Sorry about that. I can't remember where I left off there. No, you you left off wrapping up Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah. So on Saturday. You know, I go back to that, and I go, I look at everything, I rewatch the game, and, and I believe throughout the whole week we had a seven-minute lull, and, and we took that seven minutes off on Saturday, and we knew that they were going to have a push. Uh, they had a push. We couldn't withstand that push. Um, we tried to battle back, but that, at that time it was catch-up, um, and they were rolling. Like I said, they're a top team in the league. Um, but but for us, it was uh, taking seven minutes off, and our guys realized that you can't take seven minutes off, so... For us, it's another learning uh, curve uh, in the process of uh, where we're trying to gain and what we're trying to do. Uh, but, you know, we'll we'll live with that, and we'll get ready for Iowa. Let's look at it. Before I let you run, Scott Burt, Rapid City Rush head coach on the Nate Brown Show tonight. You're back at home. It's a seven-game stand here. Um, three coming up. The Iowa Heartlanders, what do we know about them? Well, they're a new team in the league, but that means nothing because it, uh, throughout the uh, throughout the summer, every coach starts out pretty much brand new unless you have a core group of guys, and that's what we're trying to to have at the end of the year is a core group of guys that want to come back and we build around that. Um, but they're they're a hard-working team um, that there is no give up. I've watched a few of their games already, um, and they, they're playing. They're they're a team that is coached well, coached uh, by Jerry Fleming, who is a well-coached. Um, well-known coach in this league, and he's, he's won championships. So for us, we have to be prepared. Again, it's it's next man up. It's being structured. It doesn't matter who's in the lineup as long as they understand what we're trying to preach. We don't get outworked, and we play to our systems. I think we're going to be fine. Scott Burt, the head coach of the Rapid City Rush. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monument Ice Arena, Iowa, the new team coming in. And the rush right now, 13-13-2-2. Coach, always good to have you. Good luck this week. Appreciate it, Nate. Thanks for having me, bud. Appreciate it. Uh, talking Rush hockey every week on Fox Sports Rapid City. Getting plugged in with the head coach of the Rush, Scott Burt. Love his energy, uh, passion. This team's uh, you know, trying to find now. I mean, you got to find players. <laughs> Everybody's kind of doing this thing. It's a wild one. It's a wild one. Um, Scott Burt at the helm. Lost uh, the top three scores now. Lost a couple of goalies. Getting one back. And, and we'll see how this turns out. Some new players showing up this week for the Rush. 
And they'll take on the new team in the ECHL, the Iowa Heartlanders, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Here on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City, i got to get to our question of the day on this uh, Tuesday. One of Rapid City's biggest sports stars makes a big move. Do you think it was the right one? Next. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. Don't let your checking account nickel and dime you with fees. Come on over to Highmark, where you have three different free checking accounts to choose from, all without service fees. You're sure to find a checking account that fits you perfectly. Whether you're looking for a high rate of return, cash back, or just basic checking, we'll make it happen. Learn more at HighmarkFCU.com or stop by any of our branches and find freedom from fees. Highmark Credit Union. We'll make it happen. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. If you're in the market for a vehicle right now, you probably have noticed it's sometimes hard to find the right one. That's where Summit Automotive Group steps in. Stacy and Matt and their staff working hard to get a great selection of pre-owned vehicles at affordable prices. At Summit Automotive, they have a different outlook on selling you a vehicle. You'll experience stress-free shopping, friendly, honest service with no high-pressure sales gimmicks. Before you buy, drop by East Highway 44, SummitAutoGRP.com. Hey, Rapid City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's sports talk show. Drive at 5 brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. If you're looking for the right pre-owned vehicle, Stacy and Matt have already done the work. The selections there, SUVs, trucks, cars, car buying truly built around you at Summit. Find out what the Summit difference is before you buy SummitAutoGRP.com. Take a look now, SummitAutoGRP.com on the Drive at 5 of the Nate Brown Show this Tuesday featuring Craig Maddock in our East River, West River segment. Craig Maddock live from Sioux Falls on the way, South Dakota Public Broadcasting. Mike McFeely's checking in from Texas. What's he up to? Mike McFeely covering North Dakota State, Montana State, FCS National Championship this weekend. 
Live from Texas, Frisco, he's there. Mike McFeely, always a great guest. He's on the way. Here on Fox Sports Rapid City, we got to ask you a question of the day. Um, first one out of the gate, if you missed the opening hour, I said, hey, um, there's there's buzz right now with, with some Jim Harbaugh talk this afternoon that Jim Harbaugh might be trying to get back to the NFL and there might be interest on both sides. Uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh wanting to leave and the NFL wanting to bring Jim Harbaugh in. And uh, I said, okay, let's just put this out there. What if Jim Harbaugh is trying to get back to the NFL? He's trying to – is there going to be an opening in Minnesota? Yes. Is there going to be an opening in Denver? I hope. I hope. Um, is there going to be an opening in Las Vegas? Yes. Chicago? Yes. Jim Harbaugh, where would he go? Well, he's going to um, – is he, is he going to be on the short list? I don't know, but I, I do have a feeling that brand, that name, that history of 69.5 career winning percentage in the NFL, I think he's going to springboard that. The one great year at Michigan, he had some good ones before, but this was the one great one, the first time beating Ohio State, getting to the college football playoff. I think he'll springboard it. What if he ends up, hey, okay, who's going to be the best situation there? Well, you've got to know in Minnesota who your quarterback is. You've got to know who your quarterback is. So Minnesota fans, uh, I'll ask you this. I'm going to update this poll right now. Which player would you trade Kirk Cousins for for this next season? Everybody's fired up that Kirk costs all this money. So if you could lighten, lighten that load a little bit and get a good player, would you trade him for Baker Mayfield? Tua Tagovailoa? Maybe even Matt Ryan, you know, straight across. They're both expensive. Would you go down that road? Baker Mayfield, Tua, Matt Ryan, or no trade? You would keep Kirk with those options. Because let me tell you, you're not getting Russell Wilson. That's out the window. And who else is there? There is nobody. Would you trade? Here, here's the results. Look at this result. 49% of the poll results on the Nate Brown Show question of the day, would you trade Kirk Cousins? 49% say no trade keeping Kirk. Where is that Kirk Cousins fan base? I've never found him until today. 49% don't want to go Baker um, or Tua or Matt Ryan. So 49% say that you would keep Kirk. 19%, the second guy coming in, Tua. 19% would go for Tua there. 16% would go for Baker Mayfield today. 15% for Matt Ryan. So pretty close with those three guys. Tua winning out barely. 49% of, uh, I guess, Vikings fans or whoever um, saying no trade there. You're going to keep Kirk. That's that's very interesting. Let me get into this. One of Rapid City's biggest stars in sports has been Becky Hammond, right? I know Becky's old coach, and, and you followed Becky Hammond's career here at Stevens and on to Colorado State, WNBA All-Star, and now NBA assistant coach for the last seven years with the Spurs, okay? And she's on uh, one of uh, Popovich's right-hand people there, okay, at San Antonio. And she's been rumored to be um, one of the top candidates at some of these places and has gotten interviews as an NBA head coaching candidate, NBA head coaching candidate. And if you missed it over the New Year's break there, um, Becky Hammond, Rapid City's own, is going to be the new head coach for the WNBA's Las Vegas Aces. 
Now, the Las Vegas Aces have made her the highest-paid WNBA coach. People aren't uh, getting into too many of the details of the contract, but they're just saying the Las Vegas Aces have made Becky Hammond the highest-paid uh, coach in the WNBA. So people have discussed on this show, would Becky Hammond um, be an NBA head coach sometime? And, and I wasn't sure. I just really wasn't sure. I didn't know how to answer that. I, I don't know all of those things. And, and then you hear some of the reporting from the last time she was she was up for a job and, you know, she was looking at the Portland Trail Blazers potentially and they were talking with her and getting an interview. And, and then it, it came out in reporting that, well, she, she didn't have some of that real coaching experience like, like a head coach would. So now she goes to the Las Vegas Aces and is going to get that head coaching experience do you think, number one, was that a great play? Do you think Becky Hammond, seven years as Pop's assistant, San Antonio, NBA, trying to get an NBA head coaching job, she goes WNBA um, and, and gets that job. Is that a great play, or would you have stayed and waited for that opportunity in the NBA? Would you? Would you? That's my question. With Becky Hammond becoming the highest-paid WNBA head coach, Rapid City's own for the Las Vegas Aces, did she make the right call in leaving the Spurs? I mean, she's been um, in some interview process now with, with a couple of NBA teams over the years, recently. Okay? Um, let's see. 720-1067. Get in there. 720-1067. 74% of the vote right now says, yes, that was a smart move, going to the WNBA. Smart move, 74%. Wow, wow. 26% say, no, she should have stayed and waited for the NBA. So the, the deal is on this. The deal is on this. I My second question that I ask myself is, will she get an opportunity now in the NBA? I don't know. I don't know. That's still an answer that is very hard for me to determine why the the jock culture of the NBA, so to speak, right? This would be a trailblazing hire. It would be a major, major deal. A major, major deal. Teams have looked like they're ready to do that, but have they been ready to do that? So if you're just looking from a basketball standpoint, you would say, being a head coach now in the WNBA should rank her higher. There's that experience. Also has NBA assistant experience. Now that might be your next step. Will it be? I think it could, but I don't know if the NBA is going to make that uh, move. I don't know if an NBA team is going to make that move. People have told me, yes, it will happen in the very near future. i just be honest. I do not know that. I don't know the background of, okay, it's going to take the right owner, the right GM, the right situation with that team, and the, and, the, and the whole thing. And as of now, teams have looked, interviewed, not yet. And was it because of the coaching experience? Well, now she's going to get that edge. She'll get her own team, head coach, running the show in a pro league, which is now tied very close to the NBA, the WNBA, maybe this was the move. 
maybe staying there as the assistant, staying there as the assistant. I always thought she would be the next coach of the Spurs, if any team. Popovich having that role, having that influence, would they elevate her when Popovich retires? That was, I thought, the next move, and she makes the move now to the WNBA. 74% say smart move for Becky Hammond. 26% say uh, stayed, stayed, waited it out in the NBA. I think it was solid. For the pocketbook, I'll tell you, I, it must be it must be pretty solid, and I think for a coaching experience level, I think it was a good move. Will it come back to the NBA sometime? I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them. I don't know, but I wouldn't put it past Becky Hammond. She's done really, really big things. Coming right back with Mike McFeely, FCS National Championship coming up. In Frisco, Texas, first and answer, uh, one more coming in. Let's see here. Um, Vikings fan, I would trade Kirk Cousins for Baker. Um, he, ha- he only has one cheap year left versus Cousins' $45 million hit. See, and that's the deal. That That's the point. I, I'm surprised 49% of the audience, oh, well, it's now it's 48%, but 48% say they'd keep Kirk, the $45 million hitter. If you don't love Kirk, wouldn't you go with uh, Baker? Wouldn't you go with cheap Tua? Baker just getting punked on the Nate Brown Show question of the day. 16% of the audience just says, yeah, I'd go with Baker. 19% going with Tua. Ouch. Back with Mike McFeely from Inforum.com. Fargo columnist talking Bison, Bobcats, and the FCS championship next. The Nate Brown Show. Rapid City in the Black Hills, if you're shopping for a new vehicle before you buy, stop by Gateway, one of our two locations, 123 Omaha or 410 North Campbell. We specialize in credit rebuilder programs. We specialize in finding you the rarest cars in the market. We specialize in the funnest car buying experience. If you have good credit, bad credit, no problem. We specialize in people. Gateway Autoplex with one of the largest inventories in the Black Hills. I'm Scott Anna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A wind chill advisory continues until 11 a.m. Thursday. Lows dip down to about 6 below. Tonight, under mainly clear skies, winds out of the north, 10 to 20 miles per hour. Chance of snow tomorrow. Daytime highs approaching 1 below. Cloudy skies expected. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night. Lows level off around 12 below. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 12. The Rapid City Rush are back this weekend. On Friday, January 7th, celebrate everybody's favorite mascot with Nuggets Birthday, presented by Fleet Farm. On Saturday, January 8th, it's Hockey Day in South Dakota, presented by Renewal by Anderson, where the Rush will celebrate the great sport of hockey across our state. Then on Sunday, January 9th, the Rush wrap up the series against the Iowa Heartlanders at 4.05, presented by Peter Pitt. Rapid City Rush, next chapter, same goal. Tickets at RapidCityRush.com. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, our top priority is providing value to our members. Since 1941, we have helped our neighbors buy homes and vehicles, finance their farms and ranches, insure their assets, and retire comfortably. From Custer to Sioux Falls, we live and work in our communities, and we treat our members like family. Visit bhfcu.com to learn more about how you can join. 
BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by NCUA. Hi, this is Britt Wicket at Elevate Performance. If you have an athlete in your family that is looking for sports training with proven results, Elevate Performance is ready to work with you. Our approach is different. We train one-on-one or in a small group, keeping the focus on your athlete, getting them to perform at their best. If your child is in middle school or high school, we have plenty of training options to fit your schedule. Take your game to the next level with Elevate Performance. To get your training started, visit ElevatePerformanceSD.com. Where can you get surprisingly great rates on auto and renter's insurance? At State Farm. I'm State Farm agent Matt McCormick, and I'm your one-stop shop in Rapid City for protecting your car and your stuff for surprisingly great rates. So stop looking around. Call me, State Farm agent Matt McCormick, for surprisingly great auto and renter's rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Sports Year Show, the Nate Brown Show is live tonight. Thanks for being a part of the program. We're live weekdays 4 to 6. A drive at 5 here on Fox Sports Rapid City, presented by Summit Automotive Group. Before you buy, drop by summitautogrp.com. Craig Maddox coming up from Sioux Falls, the East River-West River battle tonight. We always do it each week. It's it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And then we go border battle here. I mean, So we got the East River-West River-South Dakota sports segment. Then we got like a North Dakota-South Dakota thing going on here. I got to get my guy Mike McFeely on. He's going to be covering the FCS National Championship this weekend in Frisco. Gets to go to Texas. Inforum.com for all the coverage. Find him on Twitter at McFeely underscore Inforum. He is live here on the Nate Brown Show. Mike, how are you tonight? Well, I didn't catch the name of the sponsor uh, that you had <laughs> leading into this segment, but uh, they sell four by or side-by-sides, and I need a side-by-side because I ice fish, oh. and we're getting more snow here in Fargo-Moorhead than the Lakes area in Minnesota. So whoever that sponsor is, you need to get me his name here when we're off the air. Slide, okay. slide me his... Uh, Slide me his phone number. I'm going to check out the side-by-side because I didn't, I, I didn't take you for I, I an ice fisherman. The lakes. Wow. I didn't oh, take oh, you for absolutely. that. Absolutely. Wow. Are you kidding me? Yeah. What, what, what do you think keeps me sane in this world? I mean, I just, <laughs> Up there? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It's tough. Oh, oh, huh? oh really? <laughs> oh, really? Well, I could say a lot of things right now about the governor and everybody else uh, down there. Hey, but, careful. I, but I will not. Careful. Because, because, All right. Because I, because I respect you and your radio show. There and your go. listeners as well. There we go. You love the Black Hills. I know that. Um, let me I, ask. I've, said that. I've never been there. i said that before. I've never been to the Black Hills. Wow. We gotta, I need to get there. we got to get your head on straight. We'll do that. We'll do that. Um, have you in studio sometime when everything uh, gets oh, gets good fantastic. to go. Uh, let me ask you about this. So you're getting ready for the trip, North Dakota State, Montana State, FCS Championship. Um, how anticipating? How anticipated is this in Bison Nation this weekend? Oh, it's it is. Uh, you know, I, is it? I know that okay. we've we've yeah, it is. We've talked a lot about the the drop in attendance at some games, and certainly in the playoff games that uh, we saw some some uh, lower figures than we had been used to here in Fargo. But 
But as far as we can tell, through our reporting and our talking to people, uh, ticket sales have gone just fine, and I would suspect there's going to be 10,000-plus Bison fans in Frisco making the trip down uh, to watch this championship game against Montana State. Now, the interesting thing this year is because Montana State has such a nice following yeah. that uh, NDSU might be 50-50 or maybe even out-fanned, if that's the proper term. I don't, I don't know what the right word is, but there, there might be more Montana State fans in Frisco than NDSU fans, which has not happened before um, in this run that NDSU has had. And I don't know that it's so much because of a lack of interest from NDSU fans. I think it's as much to do with the fact that Montana State has a great following, and we expect it to be a full house at Toyota Stadium. Yeah, I'd say Montana State. I, I'm from Montana, and I said, okay, there's there's great fans there. There's Bobcat fans. There's Grizz fans. It's the whole state. And I said, they haven't been in a national championship since the 80s, so, so they're geeked. I got friends. I mean, they're just pumped. That's a passionate fan base. And I said, this Saturday, I think it's going to be a great atmosphere because Bison fans are passionate. Bobcat fans, really, really passionate. Now I'll go to the game. Um NDSU, when they have time to prepare, everybody tells me, when they have time, they're unbeatable. Do you buy that? Well, nobody's unbeatable, so let's just stop it right there. But, I mean, the history is, is that off coming off bye weeks, and certainly looking at the record of NDSU in the national championship game, they have not lost, right? In the FCS, they are 8-0 with that three-week uh, window to prepare. Coming off bye weeks, they're undefeated. Um you know, pretty much in the Division One era here at NDSU. So I think that's an advantage for NDSU. I think in, in, in general, I think NDSU is a more talented team. I think Montana State is much better than it was a couple of years ago when NDSU beat them, was it 42-14 to 14 at the Fargo Dome. But I kind of felt, and I think others do too, that Montana State was on a roll, that they had kind of just been running through the playoffs, and Tommy Mallott was on a was on a hot streak, the quarterback, of course. I think if you give NDSU three weeks to prepare with the defense it has, uh, I like the Bison's chances. Now, all that being said, I don't believe this is going to be a, a, a 45 to 10 game or a 45 to 20 game. I think it's going to be a pretty tight battle. But I'm going to give NDSU the advantage having three, three weeks to prepare and uh, Montana State not having been down there before. And they're going through it for the first time. And so. It's exciting. It's good for them. They're, they're a good football team. But NDSU is favored, I think, by eight and a half last time I saw mm. by the book mm. in Vegas. I don't and know. So mm. they, 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 they generally know things in Las Vegas, from what I understand. Mm. Yeah, I beat them a so lot. Uh, I beat them a lot. Uh, <laughs> Do you? Yeah, I beat them a lot. I, uh, yeah, Mike yeah. McFeely on tonight. FCS Championship Saturday. Inforum.com for the coverage. Does great work. He's getting ready to fly out tomorrow, all things considered, with the uh, Fargo weather. Um, here's the fun question, okay? They're playing in the big show. This is the big show. This is what FCS fans wait for. And then we have this crowd that says, okay, the FCS National Championship's up on a pedestal. This is the real deal. And then there's this other crowd that say, they say, why would anybody want to waste their time and go play in the uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl, which nobody cares about? You want to play in this game. But uh, what's the real answer? Well, for me, it's when you've been there eight times and now nine times and thinking that North Dakota State is not going to be able to make an FBS move for at least a few more years, it could be 
10 times, it could be 11 times, it could be 12 times. I think at some point you have to ask yourself as a program, what else is there? And is there something out there bigger and better? And I still contend, and this is my opinion, that FBS offers just a different twist, a different look, more excitement, a newness that FCS doesn't offer right now. I get it all the time, Nate, from people. Well, why, why would you want to go play in the, in the Frisco Bowl? Why would you want to play in the Frisco Bowl when you can play in Frisco for a national championship? Yeah, and I say, yeah. what's the difference, really? Because you're going to Frisco or you're going to the Duke's Mayo Bowl or you're going to whatever bowl it might be. I, I just believe that where NDSU's program is, and I've said this a million times on your show and a million times to other people. It's hard to understand unless you've been here and you've covered it and you've lived it for 10 or 11 years now. It's hard to understand that people are getting bored with winning national championships. It's I, know it doesn't, it's I, I know it doesn't make sense. I know that people are going, what are you talking about? And I know that the people in Montana, at, in Bozeman, in Missoula, I know the people in Brookings do not understand that if you're talking about South Dakota State. But until you've lived it, as we all have here in Fargo and the surrounding area, when you've done it eight times and possibly nine on Saturday, you kind of go, huh, I wonder what else is out there. What's over the horizon? What else can they do? But outside of feeling better, the fan base feeling better and having more excitement, why is the Duke's Mail Bowl better, Mike? Well, because it's a higher level, and and that's I mean you can get better players, you can play better competition, you can be a member of the Mountain West, you can play the San Diego States, you can play the the Boise States, you can play the Colorado States, you can challenge yourself again, and be at the highest level of the sport. Even even though we know the Mountain West isn't the highest level because the Southeastern Conference is the highest level, and I think there just needs to be something out there for fans, for boosters, for the university to say, this is the next level, this is where we can aspire to be, as opposed to beating the hell out of Western Illinois and South Dakota. I mean, South Dakota, University of South Dakota, fine institution, fine town in Vermilion, South Dakota, (laughs) decent football program, you know, not great, but decent. Okay, they were a playoff team, they had their best team in the last... You know, 20 years or 30 years down in Vermillion, and yet you beat them 52 to 14. Mm. I mean, what? I mean, what? What? I mean, if that's what it is, if that's the best that that the other schools can offer, then what else is out there? I, I mean, I don't. It's I, I don't know. You know, South Dakota State's beat them a few times, obviously, and South Dakota State's really good, but no, no other school has defeated North Dakota State more than one time in the last 11 years. Hmm. James Madison, the, the second-best program in FCS the last five or six years, James Madison beat him one time. So okay. what, what else is there? I like it. I like it. I, I'm actually with you, and so I, I try and fight those South Dakota people that are attacking you. I try, I try and stick up for you. Um, I'm actually with you because I've, I've seen this in Montana, the, the, the Grizzlies, when they were good back in the day to say, this is the so, real okay, deal. So, all right, so, 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 so let, me, let me throw this out at you because okay. I've thrown this out before, and I've gotten some response from people in Montana saying, 
yes, this is the way to go. So how about if somehow, some way, Montana, Montana State, North Dakota State, and South Dakota State somehow can get in the Mountain West as a package deal because we're, you know, all these FBS conferences are trying to expand. They're all trying to, to cushion themselves against defections. How about if those four schools, who can all do it financially and competitively, how about if they all go FBS at the same time? Then you have regional rivals. You have historic I love rivals. It. Love it. You have, I mean, Montana, you've been to Montana. You've been to Missoula. What a, what a tremendous atmosphere. Best atmosphere in FCS by a million miles. And I'm from Fargo. I cover NDSU. Missoula kicks the living stuff out of the atmosphere. Yeah, it's the really, it's really just, good. It's, really good. It's really, it's, it's big time. It's really, really good. Why sell yourself short if you're in Missoula or you're in Bozeman and say, oh, we can't do that. The heck you can't. I, I have, with all due respect to everybody listening, I've been to James Madison. I've been to Sam Houston. I live in Fargo. I've been to Brookings. I've been to Eastern Washington. I've been to Cal Davis. I've been all these places at the top FCS level. I've seen them all. Missoula, Bozeman, Fargo, Brookings are above all of those places other than perhaps James Madison. Yeah, and the I mean, program. This is the best of the best. Sam Houston has got nothing. Right, right, Jacksonville right. State's got nothing. And they're going. And they're right, going FCS. Right, right. They're I, there. No they're doubt. They're not going to be successful. No they doubt. Should. Sam Houston's going to suck in FBS. <laughs> Jacksonville okay. State's going to suck in FBS. I want to, and and by the way, the fans aren't going to be coming in droves either. I mean, they're going to no. That it might be no. worse. It might be worse, frankly, yes. uh, for a while. Let me ask you about this really quick. Little side note here: um, Craig Bull, you know, the legend, the North Dakota State legend. He's over at Wyoming. It's just a little side note, Mike. He's losing quarterbacks, receivers, running yep. backs. They're all going to the transfer portal. Um, my brother played at Wyoming. I got a lot of ties in at Wyoming. Um, what's your reaction to seeing that with the history of Craig Bull? Uh, it's the same question up here is we're all wondering what's going on and trying to get mm. answers out of Laramie is, is a little difficult. Um, I'm as, I'm as baffled as everybody else. And we've been asking the same questions as to what's going on. I, I don't know. Um, it's, it's a little Odd for sure. I mean, we've all been following that. You know, it's the quarterback and the receivers leaving, um, and they're trying to plug holes right now. Just you know, this is—I I think it's a dead period right now. So they're taking players sight unseen. They're trying to sign them just to fill the roster. Something's up in Laramie. Something's up at Wyoming. I don't know what it is. If you know with your connections, please let me know as soon as you can. Oh, boy. Then we'd really start something, I'll tell you. Uh, Mike McFeely <laughs> on tonight. He's taking the trip down to uh, Frisco, the FCS National Championship. Bobcats, Bison. Um, who am I rooting for? Well, I'm from Montana. i got to go with the Bobcats. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, um, you, you know what? That, that makes you and 99.9% .9 of the rest <laughs> of people who pay any attention to FCS because – Nobody likes NDSU. I, I understand it. They're nobody the Patriots. Likes, yes. No, nobody likes the Fargo media because they all think we're arrogant and cocky and everything else. That's fine. Um, I, it, it's Montana State. Is, it's going to be a fun game. I, yeah, I know, hope it the, will be. The, I, I don't know if they with, can with, compete. With the, with the, I, I, sure they. I don't can. know. Just because uh. of, just because of the style they play. They run the football. They play defense. Chris Kleiman, the great coach from NDSU. 
who's now at Kansas State, who, by the way, is playing in a bowl game in about an hour here. Yeah, yeah. Chris Kleiman would say every single year, guys, if you can play defense, you can compete in the playoffs. All you got to do is just is, is play defense, and you can compete even without being a great offensive team. Montana State can play defense. Brent Vegan has them stronger at the line of scrimmage. Troy Anderson is terrific. Yeah, he, he is. NFL he linebacker. Is. He is really, really, really fun to watch. He's going to be a problem for NDSU. I think it's going to be a really fun game on Saturday. Have a great trip, Mike. I always appreciate you coming on, and, and uh, we'll be following you here on Twitter and Inform.com. Thanks for the time. Thank you, sir. We'll talk again. All right. Appreciate it. Mike McFeely, always great to talk football, NDSU, FCS, Inforum.com. Columnist covers the Bison. He'll be covering the game live Saturday. Montana State, North Dakota State. Um, that'll be a fun one. It's it's interesting. He's right about saying these big-time FCS programs, the Jackrabbits, the Grizzlies, the, the Bison, the Bobcats, the, these, these programs with great followings, with dollars, they could go FBS. It's a process, but some of those atmospheres are unbelievable. Some of those atmospheres are really, really up there. They're up there. And if the Sam Houstons and the Jacksonville States can do it, um, I, I'm on board with that. I always have been. And people say, what do you mean? I don't want to go to the Duke's mailable folks. Take a look at the numbers. Take a look at the numbers. When you're talking about being an FBS school and, and in that level and where you're at now, okay? It actually costs teams money to play in the FCS. I mean, I mean it, that's why they have to play these big money games to get huge dollars in the regular season so they want to play Oregon or somebody like that. I mean, it, it costs teams money. You know, it's one of those things. FBS level is where you want to be. That is where you want to be. For, you know, I understand the bowl games are lackluster. I, I get it. You're going to do so much more for your brand nationally because here in this region, we know the FCS. We get the FCS. It's big. In this region, anywhere else, it, it's an afterthought. I don't know if they'll ever get to the FBS, but uh, I think that, that ball has to keep rolling. Craig Maddox in next. South Dakota Public Broadcasting on a Tuesday, finishing it up with an East River meets West River um, segment, which I love. Craig Manick live from Sioux Falls next. This is the Nate Brown Show. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. One of the best attributes of a trust is that you get to say how you want things to happen. I think that is one thing we set ourselves apart in, is really getting to know people. We get really involved with, with people as far as what their needs are and what their family is like. In the end, it's all about our clients, our customers. It's about how we can make things best for them. They aren't a number, they're a person. Pioneer Bank & Trust is local. Hi, I'm Dave Dolan, and I'm a member of the Rapid City Sports Officials. I'd like to invite you to become a member of this great group of men and women. We meet once a month, and our number one objective is to support Rapid City athletic events. 
If you become a member, you'll also get to vote for the High School Athletes of the Year, and you'll receive free admission to the annual Sports Hall of Fame and Recognition Banquet. For more information on becoming a member of the Rapid City Sports Officials, contact Dwayne Whalen at 605-343-6598. Hello, Dish Nation. We have big, really big news. Dish now has your local channels in HD and free voice remote. That's right, locals in HD with free voice remote. If you're tired of paying too much for too little TV that just doesn't fit the bill, call Wire Free USA at 343-3806 today and experience an expert who's happy to answer all your questions, whatever they may be. In these days of fast-paced lives and fast-talking salespeople, it's nice to know you can still count on your local Dish-authorized retailer, Wire Free USA at 605-343-3806 with folks right here in our neighborhood to tell you the honest truth. Dish offers a better value for the very same channels for your home, business, and mobile. Dish and Wire Free USA have what you need at a reasonable price along with your HD locals and free voice remote included in the same price. The future is Wire Free USA with Dish. 343-3806. Voice remote requires internet-connected hopper. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show live. Fox Sports Rapid City, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. The Black Hill Sports Station. Thanks for being here. We're live on YouTube right now. How you doing on YouTube? Are you good? All right. Welcome into the studio. The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. We'd appreciate that. So would my daughter. we got to get those subscription numbers up. She says, I could start a YouTube channel and get more subscribers than you. Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> I'm not in middle school. She's probably good. Um, on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. On Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Follow the show. Watch the show live. Craig Maddox in South Dakota Public Broadcasting. His podcast is in play. And, of course, the state championships will be here before we know it. And he announces those for SDPB. Live from Sioux Falls, Craig Maddock. How are you, sir? I am great. Happy New Year to you and your listeners. And just a little side note. If you need some help on that YouTube channel with the garnering some uh, upper female age demographics, just put me on because uh, oh. the upper female demographics. Oh. Uh, you know, well, you know, I'm eye candy. Yes, that. yes, that's the uh, uh, demographic we're looking for too. Yeah, I will tell yeah. you. I'm just, um, just putting that out. That, for that's you. the number one. Um, <laughs> let me ask you about something. I just had Mike McFeely on. He covers the Bison. You know Mike, right up there in Fargo. And I do. We're talking yes, FCS do. championship. North Dakota State makes it again, and they play Montana State. And he's he's been saying this a lot. Is hey. It's just time to go to the FBS. This is getting stale. It's getting boring. We win, win, win. He puts these teams in a category which he wants to see go to the FBS. North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Montana, Montana State. He says with their following, with some dollars, they could get it done and get into like the Mountain West. What do you say? I, I, uh, I'm not for it at all. Um, oh. uh, there's nothing wrong being uh, the top dog in your conference. You can't tell me that North Dakota State is going to be uh, as competitive going up against everybody else in the FBS. Uh, I, I just don't see it. We're talking a much different demographic, uh, much, much different uh, focus. If you're trying to play 
uh, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and, and those types of schools. Uh, I can understand Fargo. They've been doing this for years. Uh, they thought 15 years ago they should be playing in the Big Ten. Uh, they've got an ego that is uh, bigger than the state. Um, and so I, I think for the most part uh, you got to understand that uh, it's okay to be the top dog in the conference. Um, I know the attendance was down this year for North Dakota State with its playoffs, but you know what? That's what they built. But I think it changes completely, completely if you're going up a division. Interesting. I am for it, Craig, because I grew up in Montana, and the Montana Grizzly fans always said, we're a big deal, and they won national championships. You know, we're a, we're a big deal. And I say, yes, in this state and in this region, Outside of here, nobody really cares. I hate to break it to you. Um, You're right. So so that's my issue. FCS National Championship on Saturday, there's going to be more people that were interested in the Duke's Mail Bowl last week. There's just no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, you are, you are correct. Um, and North Dakota State has built an amazing dynasty when it comes to football. Uh, but you know what? If you're going to go play football at that higher division, you got a lot of conferences that are going to say, hey, uh, you got to bring basketball too. Uh, you got to bring other sports to fill these conferences. Um, it's pretty rare that it's just football that goes up. Uh, it all depends on the conference. Uh, most conferences want multi uh, sports from institutions that come in. Uh, and, you know, North Dakota State, they've been struggling with their women's basketball uh, for a number of years. Men's basketball is pretty good, but. Uh, you have to look at your whole institution. You have to look at the whole institution of your sports. Uh, a lot of just think of the millions that these schools have already spent just moving to uh, FCS. Millions and millions of dollars. Where again, uh, thirty to forty percent of the athletic budget is via a subsidy. They're not self-supporting athletic programs uh, at all. There's only about a half dozen in the whole country that are self-supporting sports uh, programs. Craig Maddock on tonight, live from Sioux Falls, SDPB Sports. His podcast is in play. I want to ask you about this. Rapid City Zone Becky Hammond um, has been interviewed by NBA teams uh, a few times for a head coaching job. Didn't get one. She's been with Popovich as an assistant for seven years. She takes a head coaching job with the Las Vegas Aces, they make her the highest-paid WNBA head coach. My question is, good move, or should she have waited around in the NBA? Uh, I think she would have been waiting a lot longer if uh, she would have waited. I think it's a great move for her. I think she has to show success as a coach with the WNBA to, to even be looked at again. Most of her interviews were just because uh, they were checkmarking off uh, you know, the EEO. Um, and you got to look at it this way, too, Nate. Uh, there are 90 assistant coaches in the NBA. 90 assistant coaches in the NBA. And there's only 30 jobs available as a head coach. There's a lot of competition. And for someone to stand out, to move up, whether it's a Nate Tibbetts or a Becky Hammond or whoever you want to name in there, you have to have success as a head coach uh, if you're going to be looked at as a head coach in the NBA. I think it's a great move for Becky. I think she's going to be fine. She'll be great. But if someday there's a team that's going to say, yeah, we like what you've done in the past, Becky, we want you to be the 
head coach in the NBA, this is the spot for her to go. Okay, one last question. One last question. In youth and high school sports, answer this. Is it okay to approach the opposing coach after the game and share your thoughts about anything controversial from that game? Mm. Is it okay? Are you, talking, are you talking about the coach or the players? No, I'm talking about the parents going to the oh, opposing the coach. To the opposing uh, coach. Would you be able to share your thoughts about anything from the game? Uh, no. No. I, I would, uh, I would if, if they're a visitor, I would say, hey, thanks for coming. Have a safe trip home. Okay. Or if I'm traveling, <laughs> I would say, hey, thanks for hosting. Uh, hope to play again down the road. Thank other you for than that, s- no. Okay. Stop. Just Thank be, you. be quiet. Thank you for solidifying that. 90% of my audience you, said, yes. It's they, the same thing I do to you every time you and I talk. I'm very gracious <laughs> at the very... That is right. That is right. 90 per, 90% of my audience says, no, you can't do that. But there was 10% who are still going to go and share their thoughts uh, to the what opposing coach. Yeah. Um, those are the 10% I run into. Anyway, uh, I like it. Craig Maddock on tonight. Find him on Twitter, at Craig Maddock. SDPB Sports in play. Podcast coming out the new, the new year. New next, year? Next next Tuesday, and it's someone right. who is trying to get a head coaching job in the NBA. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Yes. Craig, You'll hear always, that coach coming up. Always great. Uh, we'll check it in play, the podcast. Download it. Uh, have a great week. Thanks for the time. You too, Nate. Thanks. Always great. Craig Maddock tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City, South Dakota Public Broadcasting. He's against an FBS move. I am for an FBS move. I've been, I've seen, you know, programs that do that, and um, it's kind of like Wyoming. The whole state's behind it. The whole state's behind it. Now, financially, that also works because they don't have all these universities. They have community colleges. And then they have the big boy. Here in South Dakota, we're breaking up with the border regions. We have all these schools, all these schools, okay? So, so I understand that financially it's going to be a, a tough road. But it is the place you want to be if you want to brand your university. The front porch of the university is the athletic department. Put it on the big porch. Put it in the big house, okay? That, that's where you want to be. Um, I do believe ultimately. I don't know... Who's going to get there first? I think North Dakota State is going to get there. I I think they are. Let's take a look. Who's hot and who's not? Right here, brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. Wrapping it up on a Tuesday here on the Nate Brown Show. The Pizza Ranch tomorrow, Kids Day. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular-priced adult. The Pizza Ranch Buffet. Mark it down. It's going to be cold tomorrow. Warm up at the Pizza Ranch. They've got you covered. The Buffet open daily, 11 to 8, and it's Kids Day Tomorrow, in our Pizza Ranch Who's Hot category, this is a big one. This is a big one, and i got to congratulate him. I worked with him years ago. I knew at that time he, he was a solid guy, solid coach, had some great connections and was working his way up, and he did. The latest job, former South Dakota Mines head football coach Stacy Collins has been hired by James Franklin at Penn State to be the Nittany Lions special teams coordinator and linebacker coach. How about that? Stacy Collins from South Dakota Mines just he started there nine years ago. Nine years ago. Then he made his way to Utah State, then to Boise State, and now to the Big Ten. Stacy Collins, the new special teams coordinator, linebacker coach 
for Penn State in my Who's Hot. Congrats to Coach Collins. I'm a big fan. In our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, it's the game happening right now. Is it uh, getting ready to start? No, about an hour. About an hour. So you have the uh, Texas Bowl tonight. I know we love these bowls, right? And, and, and nobody thinks they're, they're a big thing. Kansas State and LSU are going to be playing tonight. People are going to be watching it. But you're going to see a mess. A mess. In my who's not category tonight, it's LSU. They've only got 39 scholarship players left. That's out of over 80 from the transfer portal to injuries. They're playing with 39 scholarship players tonight, LSU is. They don't even have a scholarship quarterback tonight. <laughs> that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this. I'm going to see what happens. See you tomorrow on the Nate Brown Show. Back here at 4. Catch the podcast if you didn't catch all of the show. And the Yacht Couple's on the way.